This is The Last of Us Podcast on TV Podcast Industries, and we're talking about The Last of Us Episode 5, Endure and Survive. He would be horrified by the things I've done. And if you've come to tell me that Michael wouldn't want me to hurt Henry, that he would want me to forgive, I know that too. He told me. The last time I saw him alive, in jail, he told me to forgive. And what did he get for that? Where is the justice in that? What is the point of that? Your brother was a great man. We all loved him, but he didn't change anything. You did. We're with you. Welcome back, fellow survivors. This is The Last of Us Podcast, and we're talking about Episode 5, Endure and Survive, of The Last of Us TV series. Mm -hmm. I am one of your hosts, John. I'm one of the hosts, Derek. Yeah, early this week. It is, and Dorothy has decided not to go to Kansas after this week's episode. (laughs) That's very true, that's very true. But the Super Bowl features Kansas City this week, uh, which is why we're getting the episode early. That is true, but fellow survivors, please remember that this is a spoiler-filled episode, and the episode will also air on HBO and Sky Atlantic at the same time as the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. so if you haven't watched it yet, don't listen any further, but it is available on demand now, but it did air early on HBO Max Mm -hmm. and Sky streaming service now yeah. as well and um, i'm reliably so. informed if you have sky atlantic you can also download it now so uh, loads of options to be able to watch it but the it will still air at the normal time yeah uh, but it happens to go at the same time at the super bowl so uh, so they thought better to put it out a bit early yeah so basically you can watch it now on demand or you can wait until the usual slot exactly if you're not in any way interested in the super bowl yeah Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, But also a reminder, The Last of Us World's End pub quiz will continue in this episode with our fifth question uh, later on in this episode. Uh, Once you have all the questions and all the answers, uh, email us with your answers at the end of the season. There should be nine questions to answer. Uh, Email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com. And you can also get an extra chance to get into our draw, which will be for The Last of Us Part 1 for PlayStation 5 or for PC, uh, by rating us on Apple Podcasts and sending us a copy of that. Uh, Just email us with the details uh just a photograph of it is all you need um and yeah hopefully we'll be able to give away a copy of a playstation 5 version of uh, the last of us part one or on pc yeah good stuff mm-hmm. but don't worry if you're not a gamer we'll also um we'll find that out when we contact the winner and yep. um, you can we'll also look for something else if you are really just not a video gamer yeah luckily there's a great hbo store that has some uh, some cool stuff for last of us so there's loads of options but uh, we'd love to give a game away to somebody that, uh, that wants to play it as well yes yeah. excellent stuff but before we get into our spoiler filled review remember you can subscribe to any podcast catcher of your choice by popping over to our website at tvpodcastindustries.com mm-hmm. you can also send in your emails with thoughts theories observations on any episode of the last of us for our feedback section to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com as well as our facebook group over on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tvpodcastindustries Yes, looking forward to hearing your thoughts on these episodes. Definitely. Uh, But with that, Derek, what are some of the episode details for episode five, Endure and Survive? Well, once again, to call out, the episode is based on the PlayStation game written by Neil Druckmann and directed by Bruce Straley from game publisher Naughty Dog. Executive producers for the show are Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann. Uh, This episode, once again, written by Craig Mazin and directed by Jeremy Webb, who together gave us episode four so it is truly a true a two-parter right 
Yeah, definitely. Mm. It, um, for sure. I mean, the, I noticed on the Sky streaming um, system now that there was no previously on. Yes. Um, which was uh, a departure for this episode. So it's definitely right. a two-parter for sure. Yeah. 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 It feels like you just watched these straight through, couldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we did have some feedback there from Donald Dennis last week saying that it was, you know, it felt like a setup for the next episode. Mm -hmm. So I think watching these two episodes back to back is um, would be useful. Absolutely. But John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for The Last of Us Episode 5, Endure and Survive? Sure. The events leading to the liberation of Kansas City from Fedra shows a brutal uprising and vengeful response from the people, following 20 years of rape, torture, and murder at the hands of Fedra and their collaborators, that include Henry. With Henry and his brother Sam hiding out with the doctor cum Fedra collaborator Edelstein, they decide to move on when Edelstein fails to return after going to scavenge for food. Leaving their hideout, Henry witnesses Joel's shootout with Brian and the other members of Kathleen's Liberators, and tracks Joel and Ellie. After the standoff between Henry and Sam with Joel and Ellie, Henry proposes he can help them escape the city using a network of tunnels under the city of Kansas. Joel is not convinced, but hesitantly agrees, while Ellie and Sam start to become pals. Entering the tunnels that appear free of the infected, as promised by Henry, they come across an old, now-abandoned underground settlement. As Sam and Ellie make use of the playroom, playing football and enjoying comics, Henry admits to Joel he was responsible for the capture and death of Kathleen's brother Michael, the former leader of the Resistance, in exchange for medication for Sam's leukaemia. Leaving the tunnels and making their way to safety, the group are attacked by a sniper lookout. Joel kills him but finds he is with Kathleen's group and has radioed in their position. Arriving with her militia, Kathleen prepares to kill Henry and the two kids when a massive crowd of infected breach the ground, including many clickers and a large bloater. In the ensuing chaos, Ellie is protected from afar by Joel and the sniper rifle, Henry and Sam are pinned under a car by two clickers, but are saved by Ellie, making their way to Joel's position. As Perry protects Kathleen, the bloater kills him, and Kathleen escapes to confront Henry once again, but is pounced on by a child clicker. Away from the infected horde and holed up in a motel, Sam shows Ellie he was bitten by an infected. Ellie tries to use her blood to heal Sam. But the next morning, the infected Sam attacks Ellie, forcing Henry to kill his younger brother. Realising what he did, Henry takes his own life with a gunshot to the head. In the tragic aftermath of Sam and Henry's deaths, Joel and Ellie bury them and somberly continue their journey westwards to Wyoming. Oh, this was a tough episode to watch. Definitely. And we knew what was coming. Yeah. Um, But they they really delivered an episode that um, was about as heart-wrenching as it was in the game. And I think actually even more so because of these characters that we see in here of, of Sam and Henry. Definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, to me, I, I think this show has delivered some of the best TV. I mean, we're talking about mm-hmm. Bill and Frank's episode for sure. Yeah. Um, and again with this one. Yeah. Um, just really, really quite emotional in a good way, in a bad way, in a tragic way, um, in a sort of action way, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just um, so, so good how mm-hmm. this is characterizing these people that, you, mm-hmm. you know, you're seeing for maybe one episode or two episodes. Um, it's really, really good. Absolutely. Uh, and as well, you know, really great set action piece in, in mm-hmm. this with this horde of infected yeah. uh, sort of materializing out of the ground. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, let's get into talking about our big moments from the episode, John. I think we should start with the opening scene, which is a flashback. I know we each each episode we've had some form of flashback to uh, to earlier on. Uh, this opening one probably the shortest flashback because it's only 10 days um, from what we saw <laughs> yeah. last episode. Uh, 10 days before the arrival of Joel and Ellie in, uh, in the city is when Fedra has been overthrown so we have kind of the liberation of kansas city here by kathleen and her and her group 
This is so brutal. And yeah. weirdly, in the game, when you arrive in... It's Pittsburgh in the game, but when you arrive in the city, you see the aftermath of this. You see Fedra people dead in the streets, and you see um, the graffiti on the walls from this group that have taken back the city from Fedra, but you don't see the brutality that they have here, um, where you see the Fedra people effectively being beaten um mercilessly and being hung in the streets and yeah you see summary the guy... execution yeah you know shots to the head and mm-hmm. um, i mean i think you know you you have these liberators driving down the you know the roads mm-hmm. announcing that kansas city is now free it's been liberated of, of um fedra yeah uh, if you have collaborated you know um, come forward, you'll be given a trial, mm. uh, you'll be treated fairly, and so on. But it's as they are pulling a body of one of the Fedra soldiers, just um, cover- it looks looking like a pincushion with yeah. knives out of him, and you're just like, yeah, that wouldn't make me want to give myself up if I had been colluding with the enemy. Absolutely. Uh, at all. And indeed, you know, you see here with Kathleen, she talks of having a trial. She's quite frank and honest uh, that yeah. you're going to be found guilty. You have a trial. You're guilty. But you'll like. be locked up. You know, yeah. uh, you're lucky we're not Fedra. When, mm-hmm. you know, she says to all the um, imprisoned collaborators from, from that period. Yeah. Yet, away from them, it's kill them and then burn the bodies. Exactly. So there's no compromise here from Kathleen. She yeah. is totally determined around what she needs to do and i mean but you do hear um you know throughout this episode Mm -hmm. whether it's the perspective of kathleen but even with henry Mm -hmm. uh, who had collaborated with them for a very specific purpose in order to get medication for his younger brother sam for to treat the leukemia that Mm -hmm. he had yeah um you hear that fedra even Joel says, you know, we'd heard stories that Fedra here were totally brutal yeah. and nasty and savage. Um, and you you hear that there's been 20 years of rape, torture, murder. Yeah. And this uprising, um, the liberation, you totally understand that that is justified, is going to happen. But it is... Um, an eye for an eye, effectively. It is, and, and it's kind of an interesting kind of observation that's in there. As you say, uh, Henry's the one that points out that how the people of the city have been treated, and effectively what, what he's saying was, well, if you bring people up like this, when they come into power, that's exactly how they're going to treat other people because they've lived under that regime, and they they probably feel that's how you do it, right? You take over the regime, and then you also have to put your foot down and tell everybody when we're in charge, you can't do the things that you did under Fedra. So, you know, they take out Fedra, they hang people, and they're going to summarily execute every person that collaborated with Fedra so they can put their stamp on their new rule, effectively. So, yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's really brutal. Though. It's yeah. it's brutal, but there's no mercy. There's no, mm. it's that idea of no quarter given. And I think, um, you know, you really get the sense of that. Um, that great conversation between Kathleen and Perry yes. in her childhood bedroom, mm-hmm. uh, talking about her brother, how he protected her as, as a young sister. Mm-hmm. But you you then hear Kathleen talk about how, you know, he would, the last thing he said to her was to forgive Henry for mm-hmm. what he did because of what he did uh, and for the reasons why. Well, to forgive the collaborators and, overall. And to forgive yeah. the collaborators overall. But, yeah. I mean, she's spe- specifically referencing Henry. Mm. Um, and that was the last thing he said. But that that quiet determination of it, you know, she goes, it got him nothing. He got nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, he were, you know, you hear Henry talk about um, how he was selfless. Um, mm, the kind of the kind of guy that you would follow into anything, yeah, yeah, and always forgiving, yeah, and but you just hear, you know, Perry say he was great, Michael was great, he was our leader, mm-hmm. but he didn't change anything. Absolutely, uh, you have achieved the liberation. You did what he was supposed to do, and 
we will follow you, you know, just sort of reaffirming the loyalty, you. Yeah, you know. Um, and that, and I, suppose I, that's, I suppose that's it. It's that she's been pushed over the edge by the death of Michael. She seemed yeah. like she probably wasn't even second in command to Michael. She feels like she was centrally involved, obviously, in this group of resistance fighters as they were. But because he's dead, she's now stepped up and gone. His way didn't work. This is the way exactly. we're doing it. And Federer have now been completely taken out here. And it's very recent as well. It seems yes. Michael died quite recently and she's now going after the collaborators. And that's her number one priority. I love that moment when uh, Perry's kind of going, we've just taken over the city. Uh, and she's saying we need to go door to door and find Henry because that's my number one priority, not my number seven priority. Should we give him a few days to get himself to find himself a way out yeah. of the city or should we go get him right now? It's absolutely number one priority. So she is totally ripped apart by grief here um, and still on tenterhooks from that that grief that she's feeling for the loss of the brother that is the leader that they thought was going to take back over the city. Yeah, yeah I, I, absolutely. So, yeah. Re- I mean, it, it is really kind of interesting. I think the other mm. things I liked here was seeing Henry connecting up with the Dr. Edelstein that we saw from episode four. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, him not coming back after he's gone looking for food to go, well, we know he's got a bullet in the head. Exactly. Um, but also then I love the perspective of Henry and Sam, you know, starting to sort of pack their stuff away mm. to, to make their route out of this city and having that um, third perspective on the battle uh, between Joel and Brian and the other guys. Yeah, I thought it was know? a cool idea to do, yeah. isn't it? So you can see it from the other the other side. And again, it was almost an, an enemy of my enemy is my friend as, uh, as Henry uh, watches Joel and kind of goes, well, if he's... Uh, being shot at by these people, then maybe we can link up. He sees how uh, how well Joel takes care of the guys that are after him, so he looks at him as a protector, effectively. Yeah, um, definitely. But one other thing about about Kathleen uh, in this episode as well that I really liked, and it, it's just the justification for what she's doing as well. So again, I, I do feel she's ripped apart by grief, definitely. and that's driving her to do the things that needed to be done to take back the city. It feels like Michael had put other people ahead of that. Um, He was willing to forgive people, which probably meant that he isn't able to just take those steps that some people need to take to take back the city. Um, There's a great moment in the confrontation between Kathleen and Henry towards the end when uh, Kathleen calls to Henry to come out. Henry says he will if she releases the kids, if she allows Ellie and Sam to get, get away. And Kathleen lays it all on the line and effectively says... They're both going to die as well because Sam's with you and he has to die. He's not more important than anybody else in the world. And because you treated him as a person that's close to you as more important than everybody else in the world, my brother died and many other people died because of that decision that you made. Yeah. He's not more important. Kids die every day. In this brutal world that they've lived in for the last 20 years, you know, people have been taken over by this infection and turned into monsters killing their friends and family effectively so this is not a world where you get to choose that your your person is more important in this world than uh than my person no is, absolutely is and attitude. i love how she starts that off as well she go you know henry kind of is almost pleading with her initially saying you don't understand she goes i do i know the reasons why you did what you did mm-hmm. for your brother to save his life and then goes into that you know it's that kind of notion where you'd go henry's rationale for what he did you can see when he tells joel is understood by joel exactly he sees what he was doing and yet here this is the person where that choice as you say impacted her brother uh, with torture, interrogation, and ultimately death at the hands of Fedra. Exactly. And, and you know, it, it, it obviously should be stated here that she is talking about brother versus brother here. Her brother Michael is dead because Henry saved his brother Sam. You know, yeah. that's that's effectively the choice that she is saying he made. You chose your brother over my brother. Um, so... I love it. I, I love this. It, it's not that I agree with, I want to be really clear, I don't agree with Catherine's motivations here, but I love that it's explained. And that's really important in this expansion of this world in, in The Last of Us. The idea that you have 
all of these side characters, these people that Joel and Ellie are meeting on the road, where you can understand their positions, you can understand why they're making the decisions that they're making. I think it's fantastically done. Uh, Craig Mason is really adding to these characters. Definitely, definitely. And that's one of the best things that, I've, that we've talked about this season so far. You know, you tend to watch TV shows where you have your group of hero- heroes or protagonists, at least, and then some antagonists, and you never really get to identify with the antagonists. But as I mentioned earlier on in this season, one of the things here is every single person's life was changed 20 years yeah. ago. And they're showing you that everybody else has a life outside of what's happened when they're meeting Joel and Ellie. You want Joel and Ellie to get through, but... Every other person has a life and a motivation and something else is going on them. And it's one of those things where you're going, um, it's, it's often said that one character could become another character if they're then in those circumstances, but you're really seeing that here. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I think the insertion of, um, these expanded storylines, certainly with mm. Kathleen, but even those like with, uh, Henry and Sam, mm-hmm. who are, you know, part of, uh, you know, the main game yeah. here. Uh, that this is all based off. I think the insertion of the, them really good just in terms of that perspective, but just what they bring to the dynamic, you know, of, um, Ellie and Joel, particularly Henry and Sam. I mean, yeah. I absolutely thought both, um, uh, Kayvon Woodard mm-hmm. as Sam was superb. I absolutely was transfixed. Oh, yeah. Um, just, the responses, reactions, how um, with Ellie, with Henry, um, the expression, there's something really much more older and wiser about it than you would think. Um, and I think he amazingly captured sort of the terror of a, a young kid who with hearing impairments, mm-hmm. you know, even when he just, he bangs on the table to say, you know, what are you talking about? Yeah. As Henry's sort of laying out the plan to escape from Kansas City to Joel, mm-hmm. you know, or then having Henry effectively including then Sam in by saying, how are we getting out of this? You know, yeah. after the questions from Joel and it's, it's Sam that answers him through um, his his little pad with that. I can't remember what it's called now, but mm. the it's it's like etch a sketch kind of paper. I remember yeah. that when you write on it and then you could wipe it immediately by mm. lifting it up. I have no idea what that's called, but just you know, and he puts up tunnels there and yeah. using that with with Ellie. I just thought um, there were some really deep personal touches. Whether it was, um, I absolutely loved Henry putting. The, the orange, uh, sort of eye mask, yeah. out, uh, you know, across, um, the, the eyes of, of Sam, you super know, Sam, to, yeah. to make him that superhero that he's yeah. been drawing in this, uh, hidey hole. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved when, you know, as they're creeping up that initial encounter with Joel and, uh, and Ellie, and you have the crunch of the glass and mm-hmm. he hands the gun to um to sam and sam's like just this huge smile that, and he but he turns it and points it almost towards himself mm-hmm. as well as henry and henry's just like moves it just some of the interactions i thought were really just so great just really lovely touches yeah. great touches happening uh, between these characters and i think similarly with lamar johnson playing henry yeah just really good because effectively he's in one episode of this series yeah these little touch points mm. these sort of deep moments and personal moments with his younger brother that he he loves and is caring for and is protecting yeah uh, to the point where you know as he says i'm the most wanted man in kansas city mm-hmm. um to to Joel, yeah. uh, and Joel's know, probably the second and, most wanted. And he's there, probably yeah. the most the second most wanted. Yeah. But you know, I feel like you've been with these two characters for an awful long time, mm. and they don't feel just like drop in cameos. Exactly, they feel really integrated yeah. into this story, and yeah. they really add that dynamic to Ellie and Joel's relationship. Agreed. Yeah, uh, even at gunpoint, where Ellie's. But Joel's kind of just giving very unconvincing reassurances to mm-hmm. to Henry, uh, saying, "You know, we'll yeah. drop our, we'll lower our guns now, uh-huh. and then you won't you won't harm us, will you? Because we haven't harmed you really." Mm-hmm. And Joel's response really isn't very convincing, mm-hmm. and it's like Ellie's 
He always talks like that. Yeah. You know, or... He's using his a-hole voice. Yeah, where, you know, <laughs> the assumption from Henry that Ellie is Joel's daughter, and mm-hmm. they both answer, I'm not his daughter, she's not my daughter, yeah. you know, yeah. in the tunnels. Just really, really good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I must say, there's something about uh, Lamar Johnson as well. You mentioned about Kevin Woodard being older than his years, but I do think there's something about Lamar Johnson and how he plays that role of the older brother that he does seem much older he seems on the level of joel but later in the episode you see that he is just a kid himself yeah um he's a very young guy okay he can't place what age he is but i feel like he's maybe late teens early 20s but at times he seems much older than that yeah um but there's that moment when the shot rings out uh the sniper shot first rings out and he tries to run away that he feels like a kid running from a gunshot yeah get me out of here kind of thing um it, fe- it it's something about how how well he's got this character down uh that he can play both styles of him but that's it it's like when when sam hugs henry mm-hmm. in their hideout when realize that uh, edelstein's not coming back yeah and he does the same and then he puts the the orange paint to make mm. him super Sam, um, it it's just like both of them. It's just you know that that sort of protective sort of reassuring hug, but then you see just the hands and the comforting kind of strokes just to kind of calm yeah, yeah, yeah. things down. And it was just like it, it just felt really real. I I was I must say I was blown away by these two. Um, I feel the touches in here, even the, the conversations with between Henry and Joel, and in particular with Sam and Ellie. Yeah, uh, those was really, really good. Do you know there's something about um, ASL uh, about watching sign language between two people that know it really well, that kind of shorthand almost that they have with each other. There's something about it that's really engaging to watch. Uh, yeah. between these characters just even the introductions between the four of them because sam has to get across and has to ask additional questions so that he's being involved so ellie introduces herself and then joel's given the nudge that he also has to introduce himself even though joel's a really private person that doesn't give away information easily um there's just something about the intimacy of that of those kind of moments because you have to kind of extra give an extra explanation so that it can be translated through asl between the two brothers i think i think there's something really really engaging and i'm glad they made that that choice with sam it's, it's such a heartbreaking obviously story that we have in this episode but i think it's doubly so because of these two characters so well performed by these two actors great job by them it is so tragic Mm. and and emotional and obsessing at the end because in such a short space of time Mm -hmm. all these characters have shown just that personal deep touch with their other, you know, whether it's Henry and Sam, Ellie and Joel, mm-hmm. and between one another. I mean, we have Joel offering that they come along with them to Wyoming. Absolutely. Which wouldn't have happened. You, there, There's conversations between Joel and Henry about, you know, when Henry ultimately says, I'm worse than Kathleen and Fedra because mm-hmm. I was a collaborator. And that puts him effectively on the back foot with Joel because he's like oh you're a rat and you know he he becomes wary of that but then he understands the reasons why Henry did what he did yeah um but you also get the feeling that Joel doesn't have very many relationships and now that Tess is gone I don't think he has any no um, exactly really yeah and I I mean I think you know one of the points for me really is Mm -hmm. Um, Sam and Ellie, you know, I, I love that moment mm. down in the tunnels in that former sort of safe house where, you know, this community ha- had been built and you're kind of in the early school part of it. Yeah. And you see Ellie and Sam just coming to life in their shared love of the same comic, um, Savage Starlight, mm-hmm. but also then, you know, playing football yep. uh, together, you know, kind of forcing Joel really just to sort of chill, relax for 15 minutes, 30 yeah. minutes, just because there's actually stuff to do here, as Ellie mm-hmm. says, you yeah. know, even up and in... no danger. and Yeah. 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 E- even up in the skyscraper where they're kind of talking about how to escape mm-hmm. uh, and you, you hear 
the two of them laughing and you see Henry look over and it's like, I've not heard that in a while. Yeah. Um, Her wonderful pun book once again. Yeah, the pun book, exactly. (laughs) Getting those laughters. But I mean, you know, it all culminates. You see Ellie going out of her way to effectively kill the two clickers that have got them pinned Mm. under the the car. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, whilst um, in that attack in that residential area. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it all kind of, it comes to that head at the motel after yeah. they've gotten to safety where it's just Ellie and Sam um, in in the bedroom together. You know, they're chatting, they're talking, and, and, and Sam is asking those questions, you know, are you scared? Do, do you get scared? Mm-hmm. Um, and initially Ellie's trying to sort of, in a sense, make a joke out of it so yeah. that she doesn't maybe worry him uh, and so on. And But he's like, you know, it kind of falls flat with him and she realises that and it's like, I'm afraid of being alone. And yeah. he opens up with the fact that he was bitten by one of those clickers on the leg um, back at the big fight and battle. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's just really so kind of sort of meaningful I, I was just blown away by these two um in in these scenes yeah um and again she just wants to help him yeah. and so you know my blood is medicine yes and so it's, like, it's almost like a blood brothers type thing of sharing that blood in Absolutely. the hope that whatever protects her will go into sam and protect him yeah. and then the tragedy that it's not worked by the next morning. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's even just the way that Sam asked that question on his board when he says, if you turn into a monster, is it still you inside? Yeah, exactly. And interestingly, that made me think back to that moment earlier on in the season when Ellie cut open the uh, the infected and saw the uh, cordyceps inside its head. Remember, she's been bitten for weeks now. Yeah. Is that what the inside of her body looks like now? Yeah. You know, and that must have been what she was thinking when she cut it open. She, it probably isn't because she, the infection hasn't spread from her arm, you know, but she's seen the inside of one of these infected now. So, uh, and the poor kid, Sam, is asking this question of her. But, but in the morning when she wakes up and sees him staring at the window and calls to him and you think, well, you know, he can't hear her obviously so she comes around the front of him and he has been turned into one of the infected the infection has spread now and he pounces on her uh, takes her through the door um and then the battle in the room effectively between the two of them and acting on instinct henry picking up the gun to stop joel from intervening and killing his brother and then realizing yeah almost instinctively um that he needs to stop this monster that's now in the room and shooting sam it's it's that instinct that's so powerful in that moment that he's just killed his younger brother, but he couldn't do anything else. His brother's already the, gone. Exactly. It's the and it's the it, it's the realization he's just killed his brother. Yeah. But was between a rock and a hard place because mm-hmm. his brother was already gone. Exactly. Yeah. And just that's been his whole raison d'être. Yeah. You know, it's made him the most wanted man in Kansas City. Exactly. It's lost him friends. It's had him haunted. Mm-hmm. Um, and and many of the members of Kathleen's group as well. Exactly. Yeah. And it's all ended in, in this moment. Mm-hmm. And he's, after doing all that to get the pills to save him from the leukemia mm-hmm. and from death, death has come on him yeah. finally, finally. Yeah. Through him shooting his own brother, yeah. even though he's already gone, he understands that. And then it's that whole realization, mm-hmm. you know, the despondency of it. And, um, you know, he takes his own life. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Um, yeah, it was really, really sad. Yeah. I mean, it, it really was. And I mean, even just then, the moment of them being buried, oh. you know, because you won't see Ellie and Joel burying many people. Mm hmm. It's that. It's the I'm sorry note on his little board. Oh, so. Um, and it's yeah. kind of, you know, the, the pervading sense of sadness and, and tragedy in the sense of just need, I just, you know, from Ellie, I just let, which way is West? I need to get out of here. Yeah. I yeah, can't absolutely. be here because you've seen this like sort of developing friendship. 
mm-hmm. uh, between the two of them. Yeah. You know, someone closer to her age than Joel. Exactly. And to be able to, you know, be silly and, and all that. It was just, I mean, it was phenomenal storytelling. I absolutely, and yes, it's sad, but it, it to me, it was just really phenomenal, yeah. this episode. Totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. Really, really good. Um, a really sad story, but so well put together uh, on screen. Um, I think we should, is it lighter to talk about the big action scene in the episode? <laughs> I, I don't guess know. so. I mean, look, let's, it is the bloater battle, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, this bloater is from the game. It- can, I, can I just quickly say the this whole sequence from when they arrive out of the tunnels, this whole sequence is my absolute favorite yeah. segment of the game. Um, when there's a sniper uh, trying to pick them off from the end of the road, they can't find exactly where he is. Uh, Joel has to go up and take him out. And then Joel's on the other side with a sniper rifle while the other three are being uh, attacked by the militia and by uh, by infected while he's up there with a rifle that he has to keep yeah. reloading continually my absolute favorite portion it was of the game. superbly and so well put together superbly here. done i yeah. mean I, I it felt like the infected were a bit quicker than what they normally were yeah yeah for sure yeah. um there were there's obviously this underground network of them and mm-hmm. um, we, we've hit, heard that fedra um, 15 years ago had sort of forced them underground yes. and had kept them there. And then three years, at least within the tunnels in Kansas, mm-hmm. under Kansas City, they had sort of driven them back from those as well or, yeah. cl- or cleared them at least. Yeah. Um, Which and- makes me wonder about that hole that we saw the, or the developing hole that yeah. we saw last episode. Was that them underneath or was that just saying that the foundations were starting to crumble underneath that building i I don't know i have a feeling that because they've been pushed underground Mm. that they they are moving underground or maybe it's just simply it's been 10 days since fedra were doing it and maybe fedra knew that they had to patrol those areas to stop the bloaters and and infected from getting in and the clickers from getting into the city and now because they haven't been there they're starting to seep back into the city of kansas yeah i I, I guess so i i'm i'm assuming that there is we we know that there's this network between Mm -hmm. the infected yeah uh, as we saw from episode two Mm -hmm. and i with the noise and everything happening in this residential district. Yes, it wasn't the city, but it was still a residential district yeah, yeah. of Kansas City. city yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So if they hadn't popped up there mm-hmm. because of that explosion from the, the truck, yeah. they would have popped up in the city yeah. and may still do because they, they obviously need tunnels. Exactly, yeah. Because they're, it's not, you know, they're... Big, they're humans and big, swall um, <laughs> mushrooms, yeah. effectively. Yeah, yeah. Bloaters. Yeah. I have to say that that moment as the truck that Joel has uh, has killed the driver of starts to sink into the ground and everybody that's there just turns towards it as it starts to fall to the ground. Yeah. I love that tension that's in that moment. And it was something that I was thinking about. Remember, again, these people have been in the control of Fedra for 15 years, sorry, for 20 years, and Fedra drove out the infected from the city 15 years ago most of these people wouldn't have had much fighting against the infected i presume there may have been instances occasionally but this entire militia even though they're all armed to the hilt yeah. trying to take on this massive horde of infected that's attacked them the clickers the bloaters and the infected that are all pouring out of these holes they probably haven't faced anything like this uh, at all in in this world well certainly um, not a bloater as well well true i, I, yeah. I wondered if they know about bloaters mm. i think they do i get the impression certainly perry and kathleen do maybe yeah henry definitely talked about clickers so he's definitely heard yeah. about clickers before he's very impressed that joel and ellie were able to get away get away from two clickers yeah you know he i mean he's made poor, the right choice then. poor perry effectively Ooh. his death at the hands of the bloater is how you die if you're joel um <laughs> and repeatedly when yeah. you come across a bloater yeah um, which is they effectively, yes, separate the top part of your head mm-hmm. away from uh, the the bottom part. So now it was done in distance from a, from a distance, yep. shot from a distance, but you see it and you're like, I can see why they did that from a distance, but they, they really, the <laughs> yeah, they really do, um, you know, they captured how the death 
at the hands of a bloater happens in yeah. the game as well. Yeah, definitely. They're really good. I mean, loads of clickers as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see a, a child clicker as well. Oh, that one that climbs in through yeah. the window behind Which Ellie. Was, who's the kinda, movement of it was oh, so amazing. good. Amazing. Just a kind of rolling. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. was, I, there's moments when Jerking I'm kind of going, is that... rolling yeah. almost. Like, you know, yeah. real it's kind of staccato type jerky movements there's moments when i was kind of wondering whether it was cgi or something because the movements would feel completely inhuman uh, or whether it was augmented maybe with uh, with a bit of computer generated graphics you know i wonder if it was something like that but uh, absolutely loved it one thing i do want to say though um they have referenced quite a lot throughout the show this idea that not every shot hits its mark uh, i do like that uh, when joel's trying to stop the truck from coming down using the uh, using the rifle uh, he doesn't hit every shot he's trying to just get one shot to take out the driver he does uh, do many shots to try and take out the driver ellie is as well trying to use her gun and he, she empties the gun of all of its bullets and then has to make an, another plan that's something that feels really in keeping with the game and then i do like that joel takes a breath while he's protecting Ellie from the infected and is literally just taking one shot to take out an infected and not losing it. His shots are way better than mine were in the game. I think uh, Ellie died quite a few times when I was trying to do that scene. Uh, same with Joel yeah. many times uh, when he's got the gun. Um, but I, I liked that they made the distinction between those two things. He's trying to take out a moving vehicle and he's shooting almost a bit more erratically, let's say. But because he's trying to protect Ellie from the infected he's being very methodical and watching yes. the most dangerous ones i suppose he has the benefit of knowing that if she gets bitten she's not going to turn but if she gets ripped apart she's going to yes, die exactly. so he's really focusing exactly. on the ones that are going to hurt her most i suppose yeah definitely um, loved it absolutely loved it yeah it was it was really mm. um a great sequence uh here i yeah. think of, of action and ultimately i Another child clicker gets Kathleen, unless it's the same one that got it, into the car. I think it's the same one. I think so too. Think gets back out through that window, I guess. Gets back out, yeah. follows kind of so. the scent, I guess, yeah. to some extent. Yeah. But, um, well, it's yeah. the noise. Yeah. She, she shouts stop at, um, at Henry and, and Sam and, and Ellie as they're escaping. She stops them, shouts stop, and that noise attracts the, the jumping, uh, clicker to kill her. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Kathleen ultimately, being taken down by uh, a kid clicker. Yeah, yeah, being beaten to death and then eaten. Yeah. Uh, br- really brutal. Um, but again, a, a great moment of uh, really tense action. This show has mm. has got the balance of both things in this episode. You know, there's lots of character development in here. So great character moments in here. And we also get this massively extensive uh, action sequence. Uh, loved it. Absolutely loved it. Definitely. Um, and there's, all, there's also that thing because of the mycelial network within the show that we talked about before, this connection between all of the infected at the end of it, where it's like a wave as they turn and go head back towards the city. Um, right at the end as the bloater kind of leads them away uh, from where Joel and Ellie are. So it's, it turns them around and they, they turn in a wave and go away. It was similar to what we saw in the second episode when we were first introduced to this yeah. version of the Infected. But I love that way of kind of ending this battle as they basically killed everybody around yeah. them and now they're following them back to the city. So Yeah, the, and yeah. the bloater is pretty indestructible. He seems like it, yeah. Yeah, we got a, an entire clip uh, from Perry unloaded yeah. into him before he lost his head. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, anything else about the episode that you want to talk about, John? That seems to be kind of most of it. Yeah, I, again, yeah. I think it's just some of the dialogue. I mean, I, I forgot to mention with, um, you know, as Henry's laying out the plan and you know, Joel isn't really convinced, I mentioned about, like, I just loved sort of frustration from... Um, from Sam banging on the table, but like preceding that, you know, Joel's not that convinced at all. And he says, that's your great plan. And Henry says, no, that's my dicey as F plan. Yes. And then you get the bang from Sam. Uh, who's, who say, you know, asks, what are you talking about? What are you saying? And I love that Henry then effectively out loud and in sign language says to him, um, they're going to help us, yeah. you know, even though there's been no promise of that and kind of turns back to Joel to kind of seal that deal, even yeah. though he's just been put in that um, difficult situation, I guess, because he's not convinced is Joel mm-hmm. here. I mean, even just proceeding all of that, 
where they're sharing the food and um Joel goes, I, I love it. We ate, we didn't kill one another. Let's call this a win-win situation <laughs> yeah. and, and go our separate ways, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I love that Joel is still, has that standoffishness, but you mm-hmm. see that he, um, he's taken by these two when he, you know, s- with the conversations with Henry yeah. and with how Sam and Ellie are, are getting along. Yeah. And it's just really, I just thought it was really good. So yeah. I just wanted to kind of mention that. Absolutely. I actually really want to say Pedro Pascal in this episode, there's some wonderful moments from him in here. You know, he's playing a really stoic character, someone that doesn't speak very much um, for reasons. You know, he specifically calls it out in this episode, you know, even though the area around them looks completely safe, he needs to make sure that it is safe before everybody feels comfortable because the next moment something could come around the corner and kill you that's that's how joel lives his life but there's some great moments with with uh, pedro pascal's face acting in this yeah. episode and you know just it, it strikes me that for the last couple of years he's been playing the mandalorian and one of the biggest shows in tv with a mask on over his face and one of the things we've really been missing is, is the face acting that we we're getting from uh from him in this episode there's two moments i really want to call out one is where henry reveals that one of the most violent things he's ever done is pointing an empty weapon at Jill's face and the look yeah, on Pedro Pascal when he realizes both guns were empty yeah, and you absolutely. got one up on us. Brilliant uh, way of uh, of conveying that. And then also there's a moment when he tells Ellie to take out her gun, which last week he gave her the gun for the first time because he now trusts her and knows that she can handle it and told her to put the gun in her backpack as uh, only for emergencies, yet she put it in her pocket. This time he yeah. says, take out your gun. She takes it from her pocket. And you can see on his face, he's like, this effing kid. She will never do anything <laughs> I tell her what to do. All conveyed with just a few uh, movements of his eyes and his face. Absolutely brilliant in this episode. Really, really liked uh, what he's delivering here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for sure. Mm. So, Derek, uh, any note, other notes or Easter eggs? Um, you mentioned the Savage Starlight uh, comics yeah. um, in the game. Those are collectibles in the game. It's really funny. We've played through the game like four or five times now, I think, and I don't think I've ever collected that full set because I get so engrossed in the story and so yeah. engrossed in the game that I'm not. it's not that kind of game that I want to veer off and pick up comic books or pick up collectibles in the game. So uh, I don't think I've ever collected the full set, but, um, but that is something from the game. It's a story that runs through it. Uh, it's a science fiction story that Ellie absolutely loves and, and it, it does have uh, a character that she really identifies with. So it is an important kind of background thing, uh, like the letters that we were talking about before. So uh, great to see that in live action there for, for the show as well. Uh, and one other thing that I just really, really, really liked was as the sniper is shooting down at, uh, at the four of them and the four of them are hiding behind the car. Yeah. You hear this, the, the noise, which is directly from the game, this noise that, that, um, the character uses when they're listening around them um it's a really intense kind of high-pitched noise as if they're focusing on what's going on around them so i love that they incorporated that into the that's great into the to, soundtrack yeah, here, to yeah. In- incorporate that into sort of the the soundscape of yeah, it all yeah, yeah it was really it's a really intense sound it always makes it makes me think of the game so i love that they incorporated that in there good stuff mm-hmm. yeah so derek overall what did you think of the last of us episode five endure and survive this episode was brilliant i watched this at two o'clock in the morning i stayed up uh, because <laughs> it was the only time i think in the season i'm going to be able to stay up all night uh, and watch uh, watch an episode live as such um, so uh, stayed up watched it was wide awake uh, after watching the episode totally emotionally drained uh, by by what went on even knowing what was going to happen, they did get me. Um, I felt like yeah. there is an argument with um, four more episodes to go in the season. There's an argument to keep Henry and Sam alive a bit longer and take them on the journey with them a little bit. And I felt like they sold that really well. So to have the ending that we get for the episode for Henry and Sam, it almost feels re- as as brutal or, or probably yeah. worse uh, than than we saw in the game. Those two characters are really well developed here in the show. Both actors really, really good at what they delivered in the show. And again, Pedro Pascal and Ellie, really good central characters in here. So you're you are rooting for both of them, but now you're rooting for some more people around them. Yeah. Um it's like with Bill and Frank as well. You know, you're exactly. rooting for them. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And Melanie Linsky's Kathleen in this episode 
while her character only appeared in these two episodes, I think she's given such a good performance and Absolutely. such good writing behind her as well, of course, and uh, the direction of the episodes. But she is just delivered this great iconic performance of a very interesting leader for this type yeah, of militia damaged almost. yeah absolutely yeah. And, and torn apart by grief as I, as I said earlier on she feels like the type of person that would step up after 20 years of trying to fight back against a group that's been beating and murdering and raping everybody in in this city you know they have to fight back and she look she feels like someone that's damaged by those experiences uh, and has now lost it completely because she's lost the only thing that mattered yeah. to her uh, her brother so um absolutely loved her performance I'm so glad uh, that we got to see this in the show a brilliant brilliant episode An- another brilliant episode of the last of us how about yourself john any any final thoughts what did you think of the last of us episode five same same here i mean i i don't know whether there's an awful lot i can add mm. i mean i would give this five swall puffer shrooms out of five <laughs> um i think this was phenomenal tv uh-huh. in the same way that uh, bill and frank's episode episode three was um I'm just absolutely loving how they're fleshing out the story, such as with Kathleen's mm-hmm. character here, and that motivation then coming into the adaptation with Henry and Sam's, who are in the game, yeah. but again being uh, adapted and fleshed out. You know, you don't you you get the sense they're coming out of the city, but you don't really get that sense why, unless they're yeah. you know, unless there are notes around that sort of informing this. But I mm-hmm. never sort of picked those up. Yeah. Um, so. I for me I thought the um the acting of both uh Lamar Johnson and uh Kyvon Woodard mm-hmm. is, were just phenomenal. I thought so it added so much to um Ellie and Joel as well. Mm-hmm. And just the the four of them were great. It was I knew what was coming, but I was thinking, are they going to adapt it where they're on the road for a bit longer? Mm. But I love how it is being kept as that there's no sort of Christmas day in a sense. It's the, the, the fun moments, the, um, the happy moments are fleeting yeah. and few and far between that when they hit, like with the, 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 the laughs of Ellie and, and Sam mm-hmm. when they first meet or in the schoolroom, the children's schoolroom. Yeah. Or even just with Henry putting, doing the paint on his brother's face, mm-hmm. they really pop massively do, yeah. as something out of the ordinary mm-hmm. for this brutal world. Yeah, the flashback and backstory of the fall of Fedra in Kansas City again, just illustrating that brutality, and mm-hmm. um, as well as then the. The, the big action sequence. Great to see um, a bloater. Yep. Great to see, like, loads of clickers. You know, there's a proper kind of almost pitched battle going on here yeah. um, uh, with this swarm of, of infected. So, mm. for me, this was just really awesome stuff. Uh, and, again, it's, it, each episode is making me want to just sort of go on to the next one i'm glad i've got the the week in between to just get really excited and hyped to get the next episode on so yeah five swall puffer shrooms out of five for me yeah I'm really sorry to break it to you. We've got nine days to the next episode. Well, that's true. It's a little bit longer. Yeah, well, it's a little bit longer this yeah. time. But I think that's okay. I think because this was kind of a two-episode contained arc where we learned what happened in the fall of Kansas City, right? We we had the liberation of it at the beginning of the episode. The end seems to be this swarm of infected going back to Kansas City. Yeah. I don't think it's uh, going to survive this, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, so Dorothy um, will be clicking her heels. Yeah, I think she wants to go to Oz. She wants to go to Oz. Uh, one tiny thing that I just forgot to say because I just loved the delivery of the line and that confrontation between Kathleen and um, and Henry. I know we don't normally do this, John, but I did really like this moment where she's saying to Henry, you chose Sam over everybody else. He's not that important. Maybe he was supposed to die. Kids die every day. Um, you think the whole world revolves around him, but this is what happens when you F with fate. That's what she says to him before she's yeah. about to kill him because she's effectively saying... 
Sam doesn't matter at all, but I just love how it was delivered and I forgot to mention it in the episode. So at least we have our podcast. We don't normally break our rules as to where we put that stuff, but I love <laughs> exactly. I love that moment. Um, I think we need to go for a drink, John. I think episode. we do. Let's a, steady a the calming old hands. Yes. drink to get the nerves behaving once again. Mm. Yes, fellow quizzers, fellow survivors, it is the world's end pub quiz for The Last of Us. We are on to question five mm-hmm. for this episode, Endure and Survive. The quiz question for this week's episode is, what issues of the comic Savage Starlight do Sam and Ellie have between them? Mm. Yes. It's a great little Easter egg in there that both of them are collecting the set of these comics and don't have all of them. So check that out. Uh, John, do you want to give that question one more time? Yes. Which issues of the comic Savage Starlight do Sam and Ellie have between them? So that is the issue number that each of them have. Exactly. And send in your answers to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com. You can send them in one at a time for each episode or preferably all at once, uh, right at the end. So we can compile and see who is the World's End pub quiz winner for The Last of Us. Absolutely. And that person will get their hands on a copy of The Last of Us Part 1 for PlayStation 5 or PC. Um, I think the closing date for this is about the 20th of March. Yes. Um, So it's about a week after the final episode airs. We'll come back, do our wrap-up for the season, and uh, award the winner for the pub quiz for this year. Yeah, Yeah. so good luck, fellow survivors and fellow quizzers. Absolutely. Uh, We'd also like to take this moment to thank... uh, our patron supporters for their support mm-hmm. over on Patrons, uh, including Philippe Gurgle Florencio. Mm. Thank you so much, uh, Philippe, for the the support uh, that you're giving to the podcast. Really, really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Philippe. Uh, it's so good to have your support over on Patreon. You can support us if you want to over on Patreon. You can just go to patreon.com slash TV podcast industries uh, can support us over there for any monthly amount or if you want to just do a one-off donation to the podcast uh, you can go over to buymeacoffee.com slash tvpi as well and thanks to everybody who's been supporting us over there we couldn't bring you the podcast without it so thanks so much for that yes absolutely and of course um you can support us as well by sharing and subscribing mm-hmm. to the podcast yeah. share it with clickers bloaters yeah. runners all family members, even. Yeah. Um, but pretend, of course, pretend you've got the cordyceps and you want to share it with everybody. <laughs> there you go. But of course, remember, it is because sharing the podcast is sharing, sharing the, the love. love. Absolutely. Indeed. Yes. A little bit of feedback for this episode. Obviously, as, we, as the episode came out a little bit early, uh, people are watching it in different ways. So uh, we have got some feedback in on Facebook uh, from Victor Von Doom on this episode. He says, I am totally down with this story. I watched a few game walkthroughs on YouTube and the show's resemblance is striking. Kathleen's lust for vengeance was regrettable as it cost the lives of many of her followers. Her people seemed to follow her more out of respect for her dead brother, though. I enjoyed Ellie shepherding Joel through their meeting and meal with Henry and Sam. The bloater was horrific. It seems it was more interested in killing than spreading the fungus. I was sad to see Ellie's failed attempt to save Sam. Did the brothers fare any better in the game? Thank you, Victor. Mm. Um, Sadly not. Um, This is a straight adaptation Pretty of, much, of yeah. the game yeah, yeah. as far uh, as I, know, I, think, I think the only thing that's different is and i hope uh, people who haven't played the game don't mind me saying this i think the only thing that's different is sam uh doesn't reveal that he's been infected the night before yeah. they go to sleep uh i think he reveals it in the morning and turns pretty quickly uh, i think that's what it is so yeah it, it's yeah. um but effectively the end result it is the same sadly Uh, and it is a shock in the game Um, and you know as i say it's it's almost like the happy moments are so fleeting because of these tragedies you know it's just really interesting effectively there's quite complex moral discussion around these liberators and how they their response to liberating and what they were doing to the collaborators Mm. what the Fedra used to do what Henry has done, like what Joel has done in the yeah. past from the conversations with Ellie. And in particular, you know, what Kathleen is doing, this this personal drive for vengeance. Yeah. Um but it's 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 almost that in a sense no one's wrong. It's not that mm. it's not that anyone is right or wrong. The 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 rationale for it is coming from places that you can 
at least see the logic as to why they're Absolutely. behaving like that. Whether you agree that Kathleen should have just effectively started off, you know, being almost detached from that um, forgiveness um, that her brother actually told her yeah. is another matter. But to her, it's that that never helped him. Yeah. He helped. He ended off dead, and this is survival. Exactly. Her survival is to be uncompromising. Mm -hmm. Henry's was the survival of his younger brother, mm -hmm. who he cares and protects and loves very deeply. Yeah. And the relationship with Ellie and Joel is evolving because yeah. it was transactional at the start. Absolutely. It was to get a battery. Yeah. And so I do love that moment I love when, it. Yeah, when, yeah, when really Joel good. asks uh, Ellie, does she trust him? You know, that, that moment where she realizes she does actually trust Joel to do the right thing yeah. to save them and protect them all. Um, Although thinking back on it, there is a moment where he looks out over the bridge and I was wondering whether he was contemplating whether to run for the bridge on his own or should he go and save them. <laughs> but he wasn't, he wasn't going to do that. He no, exactly. That. Uh, great stuff. Thank you, Victor. Yeah, thank you so much, Victor. We also got a short message from Stuart Campbell who said, another great episode. Mm -hmm. I'm playing through the game just now and really interesting to see the changes in parts of the storytelling. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. There's an awful lot of straight up adaptation here mm -hmm. but the new stuff that's expanding or adding depth here yeah. is really um is really good and again it's the medium of television mm -hmm. and doing it for that reason you know showing that drive as to why Henry and Sam are having to get out of Kansas City well, exactly, which yeah. if i recall and i might be wrong but my recollection is that you don't really know why they're just trying to get out of the city because of the, it's almost like bandits. You don't really yeah. understand that they're liberators. Exactly. Um, yeah, kind of. To, yeah, to an extent, yeah. At least initially, yeah. you know, you, when, feel, you feel like Pittsburgh has been liberated, but you're not 100% sure who the people that are there are. Yeah. And, and in fact, because they attack Ellie and Joel exactly. straight off the bat. Yeah. You know, exactly. What I was going to say Joel and Ellie seem to be up against them quite a lot um, throughout, throughout uh, the, the game. But it is really interesting, isn't it? Because in the game, you probably spend, depending how many times you die, of course, but you spend about 30 hours with the characters so the show is going to have less time with your characters in the nine hours that it's showing on air but it is much more expanded because you aren't doing anything you're not you don't have the control in your hand shooting uh shooting people are controlling anything so the expansion that they've done in this show what craig mason has delivered uh for the show is is fantastic absolutely yeah, love it absolutely yeah. thanks Stuart. yeah thank you so much Stuart. uh we also got in some feedback from donald dennis Don says, that was another great episode with a great arc. While it was contained, it was also a payoff which completes last week's episode. Mm -hmm. I am still loving the diversity in cast and story, especially how it all feels very natural. Unlike some shows which feel like they were cast from a diversity checklist, The Last of Us is weaving together a tapestry of realistic relationships and tragedy in horrific circumstances. Mm -hmm. After the great big action scene, I really thought Henry, the older brother, had been bitten. The way he was tearing up and telling Joel what he'd done and why he'd done it. I was ready for him to show Joel he'd been bitten and ask Joel to bring Sam along. And having Sam sitting there facing the window with Ellie in the room was creepy as all get out. Unmoving, looking at the source of light while waiting to hear something which mm -hmm. that body may never be able to do even with mushroom regenerative powers. Mm. One question, who wrote I'm sorry on Sam's sketch pad? Was that something Sam wrote when he was turning, or was it something Ellie wrote before placing it on his grave? Interesting. Yeah, good yeah. question there, Donald. At least, I think from my side, um, I assumed it was from Ellie to Sam because her attempt to try and cure him mm -hmm. um with with her blood didn't work yeah so I agree. that's how i took it yeah I, I felt like it was her it, we'd seen the writing from her to sam and his writing looks a bit different uh and i i was just thinking it is an apology from from ellie to uh to sam um yeah yeah, yeah but i absolutely loved it it's a really um really sad point at the end of the episode as they walk off into the distance uh, with the graves behind them. It is a really um, melancholic moment at the end. Absolutely. Yeah. And if Donald, I think you're right, you know, Henry sitting there with Joel, mm -hmm. there is that 
presumption, really? certainly given them being trapped by the two clickers, that mm-hmm. he has been bitten as or could have been bitten as well. And yeah. I like that kind of feeling, you know, that Joel is going to suddenly find himself with um, another companion that yeah. he didn't expect here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, really glad you're enjoying, uh, Donald, and completely uh, agree with you. Yeah. You know, a really great episode Absolutely. and you know a fantastic arc over the last this and the last week's episode yeah. as well it would be funny if you had joel getting to wyoming like the pied piper with like 20 kids around him that he's been picking up <laughs> in every city as he went um that would be a, a very weird change for the character given uh how the series started yeah you know? absolutely uh, brilliant thanks so much donald for your thoughts yeah thank you so much donald and as we're recording early, hopefully we'll get some more feedback in on episode five and we'll talk about it on our podcast in episode six, which of course is coming next week. Yes. Episode six. Kin. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Family. Yeah. Family. Who could that be? I wonder. <laughs> I wonder who that Will could be. Will they finally get back to meeting with Tommy? I'm. Hope so. I hope so. Yeah. I would be surprised if they didn't. Yes. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Uh, remember as well, fellow survivors. We are also covering Star Wars The Bad Batch each week as well. If mm-hmm. you're looking for something um, completely, completely different, different. Yeah. exactly. And as well, we'll start uh, our coverage of the third season of Star Trek's Picard. Mm. Um, third and final, John. Third and final, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. And we can say now, because the embargo has passed, we can say we've watched the first episode and it's really good. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah really looking Absolutely. forward to watching the rest of the season. So uh, we will have our podcast out for Star Trek Picard. Uh, after it's been released on Prime Video over here in the, in Europe and on Paramount Plus in the US yes. and Canada. Yeah. yeah. But thanks so much for joining us for The Last of Us podcast. Hopefully we'll see you back for any of those shows and all of those shows uh, in the future. Just subscribe to tvpodcastindustries.com to get access to all of them. Uh, speak to you next time. Yeah. Thank you so much, fellow survivors, for joining us for the fifth episode of The Last of Us. But in the meantime, until we're back... Uh, Remember, keep watching, keep listening, and keep surviving.